When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, senior editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of the Steelers Preview. And this week, we are previewing a very big game, at least for these three gentlemen on this show. Why? Because we live in the state of Maryland, and they are playing, they being the Steelers, are playing the Baltimore Ravens. I don't care what the Steelers did last week. I don't care what their record is currently This is a big week for the three gentlemen on this show right now. And let me bring them in. First, we'll start with Brian Anthony Davis. What's going on, Brian? I tell you what, I get that special feeling when it's Ravens week. I love it. And it's not just because of of them being in Baltimore, but yeah, it is. But it's just for the fact that you know, the Steelers elevate themselves when they play the Ravens. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of respect between the two franchises. And you've got to admit that they may hate each other and we as fans hate each other. But when I talk to a Ravens fan, you know what, you know what I tell them? Hey, we've got one thing in common. We hate the state of Ohio. And they're like, yes, we do. Just, just get rid of it. I mean, I have family that live there. I give them a chance to get out of there, but once they're out, like, let's just blow it up. It's not worth anything. Dave Schofield. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Um, I'm here. I'm ready to, I don't know. I'm ready to talk Steelers. I'm ready to move on to the next game. You know, I, I really am. It's just, it, it's still miserable thinking back to the last one. Um, and I, you, you hope that it's 
a better product on Sunday. Well, let's not talk about it then. Let's stop beating yeah. around the bush. I have a question for you all. We're going to get right Uh-oh. into it. Everyone's always like, let's get right into it. All right, let's talk right about the Steelers. All right, so here's a question. This the, the Baltimore Ravens, when they come to Heinz Field in Week 13, will have the choice whether they choose heads or tails. Let's say they lose, and the Steelers have the option to either take the football or to defer their possession to the second half. They won the toss in Week 13. They deferred their possession. The Bengals go down the field, score like within minutes, it felt like. And now all of a sudden they're facing a deficit. If you're the head coach, are you taking the ball or are you deferring to the second half? Brian, what are you doing? I'm always the guy that defers to the second half, but I'm kind of inclined when you're in Heinz Field and you're in the national televised 425 game that you want to get out there as fast as you possibly can and have a method to go ahead and score and get those terrible towels waving and put them in a deficit first if it's possible i don't know but that's what i'm that's what i'm hoping for this week and that's what i would do okay dave what do you think i really want to give a dave answer but before i do i have to ask you guys because i asked my brother this on tuesday what is a dave answer it's not answering the question. It's literally, literally saying like, well, I would do this, but then I would also do that and never really defining one way or the other. Redefining the question in two different ways to answer in two different <laughs> answer on both extremes. Is that correct? Yeah, that sounds pretty good. That's yes. my definition. and my, my more my, formal way of yeah. saying it, but yes. Um, yes. I would say I really, as a coach, you get a feeling through of practice throughout the week of which one you want to do. That's what I always did. I generally want, wanted to defer, but if it was a different week of practice and you had a different game plan for it, you might want to take the ball. So I understand exactly what Brian was saying. To me, the only reason I would still have the have a tendency to defer is because even we said we're not going to talk about the, what happened last week, but even in a situation like that, if you get the ball coming out of the half, you always feel like, hey, there. if you can start the second half by putting points on the board, even if you're down, that gives you a chance to get back in it. And if you're up, it, it gives you a chance to get further ahead. And if you're tied, it gives you a chance to, to control everything yourself. It's not about starting the game as much of how much I like having the ball coming out of halftime. But I also could understand the other way if that's your point of emphasis of Last year, I never would have considered it because the Steelers never scored early or even early in this season. But they have been better at least putting points on the board on their opening drive. So you would, if you take the ball, you have to put points on the board. Dave, was that a good take, enough Dave do, answer? No, yeah, it was. It's perfect for you. But yeah. do you take the ball or not? So to me, I would still yeah. defer. Okay, still there defer. you go. I said that. Come on. I said that along the way. You did that literally. I I felt like I was just seeing like mathematical symbols in my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, has he answered the question yet? Yes, I answered the question and we're back. We're back. All right. Okay. So for me anymore, I would say take the football. I and I know that Steelers offense is not doing anything crazy. It's just that you get a chance to put points on the board. All right. Everything that you say, like you could also double it with the beginning of the game, like, you know, the second half, ah, you could get a chance to go and score points and can, you know, extend a lead. Well, if you could get a lead, that would be helpful. The Steelers were playing behind the entire game against the Bengals last week. And this brings up a good point. $5 from Steel Dog 88. He says, how important do you believe it is to have an opening drive touchdown in this game? Brian, what do you think? Absolutely. And I think with my last answer, talking about 
getting the ball first. Yeah, I really think if you could run down that field and get a touchdown right away, it bodes well for you. Now, we've seen them do that. We saw them do that in the Detroit game. Yeah, they didn't win that game. They tied that game. But I just think this is going to be an emotional game for this team with everybody that's not playing, with what happened last week, with, I mean, this is where you you get the come to Jesus moment in the locker room. And it kind of sounded like Mike Tomlin is ready to prepare that right now to just say, boys, we've got to get going. This is this is almost a Bill Cower 2005. We've got an eight-game playoff right now. I, I don't know how many games are left, but what I'm saying is it, it seems like December 11th <laughs> yeah. of 2005. And they're going to play against the Bears. So if you get that touchdown, man, those towels are going to be flying. That place is going to go crazy. They're probably going to play Renegade 17 times in this game. And so this is just one of those games that if they're not up, they don't need to dress next week. Let me ask you a follow-up. Is Renegade, like, I know there's been very few times they've done it more than once. Why don't they do it more than once? I feel like if it's a big moment, like crank it up. Like let's get the fans going, especially right now, the way this team's trending, it's not good. Um, you've all have been there more than I have. I mean, I can only think let's hear it was the Dallas game when Tony Romo was the quarterback in 08. I think they played it twice that game. They played it twice against the Ravens. Did they not on Christmas? Yes. Okay. If, if the moment calls for it, do it. Right, Brian. Well, heck, yeah, I could, and I, I, could, think I could have a, I could have a renegade moment wanna... every drive. <laughs> no, yeah, but then, but then, but then you, but then, then it, then it means nothing. You know, it, you've, you, renegade is supposed to signify that this is the moment, that this is the moment of the game where it's the big moment. It's okay to have more than one big moment, yeah. but you can't have seven of them at the same time either. I, I get disappointed when you go to a game and there is no renegade because that they happens. They do that. Then? Um, what I, what the first game that I took my, I guess I should call my nephew. He's my niece's husband, took him to the playoff game against the Ravens at Heinz field. That was the week after these week 17 injury. Um, there was no renegade. There was, there's, there was no opportunity where it mattered to even because they were down. Think about it. If that, if last week would have been a home game, would they have played renegade at any point? No. No, probably not. No. No. Renegade is relegated to the fourth quarter and overtime. That's just let, let me tell you something here. We had an interview. Michael Beck and I had an interview with Jordan Dangerfield last year, and we asked him about Renegade. And Dave and I, we when we talk to Steelers, when we get that opportunity, we ask them about Renegade. He's like, "Oh, that song pumps us up. We're on the side when we hear that song start. We we get really pumped up. We know the crowd's getting pumped up, but we feel it too." So one, I was watching on Facebook Live or, or Facebook one time when Arthur Motes is at a diner with his family. It was after his first year, just his first year of the Steelers. He was going into his second year, and it came on, and he put his phone on and everything. Yeah, it's Renegade. It's my song. It's our song. Pittsburgh. And, like he, and this was like June. He was all pumped up because Renegade was on. So uh, a lot of them really do get pumped up with that song. Um, so maybe Chase Claypool's right. They need more music. Oh gosh. <laughs> can, can I, can I answer the, the super chat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. I think it would be extremely important to have an opening touchdown uh, drive in this game, because if we look at, at a nice common opponent, let's say like the, uh, let's say Cleveland Browns, the Steelers beat the Browns 15 to 10. 
The Ravens beat the Browns 16 to 10. The points were at a premium in those games. If this is going to be a points or a premium game, then an opening touchdown, if it's your only touchdown, just think of how important that is that you're setting the tone there. If it's a low-scoring game and one team scores an opening touchdown and the other one doesn't, I'm going to say advantage team that scores the touchdown, obviously. So I think it's very important. That do good? Yeah, yeah okay. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you're good. Um, okay, so let's get away from the start of the game, which I still think yeah. is very important. And let's oh, talk about the, the headline of this podcast, the title of this podcast, which is that there are still some positives to take away from the season. And, and what I want to do is just kind of bounce around and we can just kind of just add a list together. There's nothing definitive. There's not one through five. It's just basically, Hey, what do you think is something that's still considered a positive about this team? I feel like it could be a player. It could be a position group. It could be anything that you feel could be a positive. And also let's add in a, a different little uh, niche to this here. And that is, there are a lot of people that think this season is, is done. It's over. And that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. So then what would be a reason why you keep watching? I think that would be something that would be deemed a positive as well. Like, why would you still be invested in the team? Even if you think, well, my goodness, if you're in the live chat right now, you're probably still invested in the team. <laughs> but <laughs> if you're listening to our podcast, I'm assuming you are. I hope you are. But um, let's start with Brian. Brian, you thought of this idea. So what would be a positive for you? It's pride. You know, a lot of people have accused them of losing and and they have been losing, but losing their focus, losing their pride, just, you know, tuning out the Q words coming out. The Q word came out in week three and we talked about that ad nauseum last week. And I thought they would really, they would really step up because they were accused of being quitters. Now they're being accused of not only being quitters, they're, being accused of just being a team that has quit on the, on their coach, a team that's quit on their quarterback, a quarterback that's quit on them. They're being, but they're getting the U word undisciplined. And that very well may be true, but you know, these guys are listening. Now you have Rocky Blyer four Super Bowls. You have Ryan Clark, two Super Bowls. That they they took it home in Pittsburgh, they're calling this team out too. And you could tune that out all you want, but Rocky Blyer's been away from this team for 40 years as a player. He's been out of the locker room for 40 years. Ryan Clark's been gone about seven years. And they follow this team and they love this team. And they have the pride to say, this is not the way it's supposed to be. So I think pride has a lot to do with it to come out and just say, it's that, it's that come to moment that we talked about. It's like, all right, now's the time to step up. We're the number one seed in the conference is coming into our house and we're being accused of being done and done for a long time, but we know that's not us. So let's band together. Let's forget about the petty stuff and go out there and win. And so that's what I'm thinking, that this is a reason not to quit watching this team because we've seen them pull the 2005s. We've seen them pull those uh, pull those moments together where they step up, where they lose against a bad team or struggle against the Bears and the Lions and come out and beat a top seed. We saw them do it just three years ago when they beat New England on December 18th, and Dave was there. 
So we've seen that. So what I'm saying is they have the ability to pull this together. This is the veteran saying, all right, let's just cut out all the noise and let's go do it. All right, Dave, what about you? What's a positive? A positive from this Steelers team. Um, I'm going to look even more in, in recent weeks. Um, could you go back to like the Chicago game? And that was one where it stumbled a little bit. Do you know what this team is, has been able to do defensively? And some of you might say, well, of course, last week didn't matter. But they aren't getting burned by the tight end anymore. Have you noticed that? That that and that's something you have to worry about with this Baltimore team coming up. That that's one positive that they've been doing that you could say even applies to this week. I mean, last week, what what Uzama had like what like nine yards or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like one catch. Um, um, Detroit, their best receiver was Hawkinson, no catches. Okay, uh, the week in between, uh, Cook had had like only a. a wasn't impressive. Now, granted, though, I still think Uzama's a pretty good tight end, but they didn't have to throw the ball last week. Hawkinson's really good. If they focus on on taking away the tight end, they've been doing a good job. And to me, I think the main person that's been doing that the best, someone who has been playing better than what sometimes fans give him credit for, is Terrell Edmonds, that I think that he's really helped out with that. So that's a positive. They're like, even when the defense is getting gashed, there were things that were issues that, I mean, what was it, two years ago? I can't even remember exactly. Brian will know. When that was the biggest thing, the Steelers can't stop tight ends. I mean, they, Gronk was always running wild on him and things like that. So it might have been more than two years ago. But that is something that – a part of the defense that I would say, well, it, at least they're not that much Swiss cheese. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good one. I like that. Uh, my positive are, are the rookies and the young players on this football team. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them, and sometimes you forget about that. And I know that we all want to be harsh critics of Kendrick Green and Dan Moore, and and hey, they're putting their tape out there for everyone to see. And I guarantee you they're hearing about it in team meetings. Um, but there's also Najee Harris and Pat Fryermuth and Trey Norwood, who's a seventh-round draft pick and is becoming a pretty interesting and versatile tool for this defense, especially if they were to have both of their cornerbacks healthy and <laughs> their safeties there. So I still look at this team and see the other positive is some of this young talent that is only going to get better. Say what you want about Kendrick green, say what you want. Dan Moore's feet are too slow. Kendrick green's hands. Kendrick green's too small. Kendrick green's not small enough. Dan Moore's too slow, has no punch. He's the rookies. I mean, can anyone tell me the last time a rookie has stepped in and been flawless? Don't say Ben. He wasn't. Ben was on a great team, went on a great run, and a lot of people would say that they won despite Ben Roethlisberger in many occasions. He was not perfect. These players aren't perfect either. Najee Harris is good. He has a lot of room for improvement. Pat Fryermuth, we're getting to see these players develop. I think that's something that's very positive. The future of those players is a positive to me, and so I'm I'm anxious to see what these players can do. You know, Are they going to hit the rookie wall? I don't know. That's intriguing. I want to watch. So that's one for me. Brian, do you have another one? Yes, I do. I want to bring up one player that uh, was much maligned last season, and I think he is having a Steeler MVP season, and that is Deontay Johnson. Now, we looked at the uh, winners and losers last week from Jeff Hartman. It was nice to see Deontay Johnson on the winners list, and it seems like he's on there a lot more each and every week. This guy is becoming a very, very reliable target for Ben Roethlisberger and for anybody. I really love to see what he's doing. I don't believe uh, Chris Collinsworth said that's going to be a drop last week. It was when it's knocked out of your hands. 
I don't think it's a drop. So I think he's still considered dropless for the year. He is really taking this offense to higher levels as far as the receivers go. And I know we've been saying that this team doesn't have a number one receiver, but he's probably closest to being a number one receiver on that team. He's going to eclipse 1,000 yards on the season. He is a guy that I love watching each and every week. And I feel that he is going to turn into a superstar each and every week. And by next season, we're going to be going crazy watching Deontay Johnson and crazy in a good way with everything that he could provide on that field. So watch him in the next six games. And that's excitement personified. I agree. I agree. And, and that's something Michael Beck and I talked about on my Let's Ride, which we were on Friday, about the pillars that could be Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson at wide receiver and filling in around them. And I think that's a tantalizing duo if they can mature and, and get better together. Dave, anything else positive for you? Boz, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to worry about if the Steelers offense can move the ball to the 35-yard line. If if they choose to, they're going to get points. The kicking game has been not uh, not something to worry about. So if the Steelers are in a close game and they have the ball and all they need is a field goal, you can feel like all you got to do is get close enough to give him a chance and he's going to come through. That's a really good feeling to have. The Steelers didn't have it in the Cleveland game. It's amazing that they won that game. But like I say, if, if they would have had Boz, they might have settled for field goals when they had to go for it on fourth down. That's beside the point. But the whole notion that it's it's not it's not a concern every time it comes down the field. That's really nice. You, there's enough other things to be concerned about with the Steelers. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to go with some of the mainstays on the Steelers that are still positives. Like sometimes I feel like we spend so much time complaining about certain players and certain things. And again, we can, we're fans. That's what we do. Let's not forget how great of a season Cam Hayward's having. I mean, he's having, in my opinion, maybe his greatest season as a Steeler, as a professional. And then, and that's also coming out this, he's had seasons with double digit sacks. It's he's playing better. He doesn't have the help around him. Like Cam Hayward, positive now brian i'm gonna throw it back to you you can either give another positive or give people a reason why they should keep watching and staying tuned not, not just to us to the steelers well i gotta tell you i was gonna talk about cam hayward next and because i am so in fact i'm on the bandwagon that if i had a vote for defensive player of the year i'm going with cam over tj watt this season and that might be crazy, but I just love what he's doing. Um, I think he's having just a phenomenal year, and it's great to see him each and every week and uh, even hear him on the microphone, even when it's bad. This guy kind of calms me down a little bit. He fires me up and calms me down. I love everything about him as a leader. We hear a lot of talk about there being no leaders on this team. You can't say that when cam when number 97 is there so you can say that there's not a lot but cam is there and cam has a voice and i hope they continue to listen to this guy um as far as other positives i had cam all queued up um i will bring up a guy that uh another guy that's been much maligned in the past and dave schofield brought him up already is there any reason to complain about trey edmonds 
I mean, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> No, because no, yeah, know, there uh, is. He's uh, not. Even, he's yeah. not over fifty-three. Get him off yeah. practice squad. Uh, yeah. Is, is there a reason to complain about Fedarius Terrell Edmonds? Uh, really, I, I think I think he's quietly had his most solid year, and he's beneficial to this team. So when a lot of people are disappointed when they say that they've uh, they've re-signed him next year, I, I think you've got a hope for that. And I think you got to see him continue to uh, continue to work his walk year and try out for this team again. And I think the tryout's very successful. So I'm going to say, not Trey. I'm not going to say Tremaine. I'm going to say Terrell. Very good, Dave. Throw it over to you. All right. If I'm like I, I just gave a philosophy the first time, then I gave a player the next time. I'll go player again if that's all right. I'm I'm going with Muth. Okay. I when you draft someone in the second round that's a tight end, you you hope that they get there eventually. I already feel like he's done more as a rookie than what we expected as fans. Um I, I see why the Steelers felt that that was important to invest there um, where they took, it was a position of need. It really was. People were like, did they really need a tight end? Well, they only had Ebron for one more year. And remember, I, I say it with the exception of Najee Harris at running back. Most of the Steelers draft picks aren't necessarily for this year. They're for the next year. Um, I mean, if you, if you look at their past history this year, they didn't have that luxury because of the whole salary cap issue, but, but the, the pick of Frermuth to be there. And, you know, the question was, will he be the guy next year? You know, when, when Ebron's gone or can he even take over this year? Yeah. He took it over and he took it over early. He's, and not only that, I, I, I feel like he's got a Steelers mentality from what we've seen. We don't know as much from these players because you don't get as much from the locker room from them with everything going on. But it's just there's a lot of positives you could take from from watching Muth. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, Brian, do you have any other positives? I was just going to go with why people should still tune in. If you have another one, go for it. I'm actually saving it for my final thoughts, Jeff. Dave, do you have any other final, or do you have any, any more? Oh my goodness! You, I mean, I just said one. What? Where? where, where no, are you? I, I'm just saying. Oh. I'm, I'm I'm trying to transition into a different okay. topic. Go for it. I'm I'm uh, good. Okay. That was good enough for me. Okay. Because you hit Cam Hayward and stuff yeah. like that. So. So for me, uh, one of the reasons why, and he, even if this season continues on the current trajectory, like I, I want fans to do me a favor, and that's to sit back and think about what the Steelers have had since 2004 when they drafted Ben Roethlisberger 11th overall. And we don't know that this is Ben's last year or not, but if it is understand what you're watching. And even though it's not pretty and there are times where it's downright ugly, appreciate the career that he's had. And also think back to Detroit when they played Detroit in week 10, what we saw Mason Rudolph was a quarterback and think it is, if this is what we have waiting for us, just it sounds silly, but treasure every moment that you have watching number seven play. And it might, like I said, he's going to have games like he did last week. But if he throws a couple touchdowns, I just think it's one of those things where with Ben, you take the good with the bad you always have. And he's brought a lot of success to this team. And I'm going to miss the crap out of that guy when he's done. But enjoy every game that he's still a quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's something for me. Brian, third over to you. I have Dave, one word. Dave, do you want to go? I was, I, was, I was just going to comment on Jeff's one thing real quick. Okay, one line. And that was when 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 Jeff is old 
and he has his 432 grandkids, <laughs> he'll be able to say, I I got this. I watched Ben Roethlisberger play his entire career. You're damn that, right. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, just because it's now, when we want to win now, we're like, we don't want Ben next year. That's fine. But how many people do, do, do we still find on here that are like, I, I saw every snap that Terry Bradshaw ever took with that's the strip. You know, that's what we're going to be able to say when we're old about Ben Roethlisberger. So the fact that we're still living it now, just remember that, that how you're going to feel in 25 years. From now. I just, I just hope he has, I want one, to, if, like I said, even if this season continues on the tra- current trajectory, like I said, I just want one more game. Just give me one more game where it's like that was a big Ben game. Like something mm-hmm. happens, a big moment, a huge play, uh, he escapes something, something. Again, like, I don't think he has it. Has, he hasn't had it yet. I mean, I do know that the Chicago game, bringing him down and getting the game-winning field goal was nice and all, but I'm talking about give me one more last go-around, you know, one more, one more trip in the sun, as they would say in baseball. Brian, what do you think? Well, first of all, I've got to correct Dave. When Jeff is 60 years from now, when Jeff is older, he's still going to look like this. And he's (laughs) still going to sound like this. (laughs) Still be doing podcasts. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, he's going to sound perfect just like he is now. (laughs) He might not remember his name. Or or, no, no. He'll he'll say hashtag J Hartman underscore. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm the senior member of this team. Uh, The only thing I was going to say to Jeff about that it was going to be a Ben. A Ben. Absolutely. Gosh, I just remember those those early days that when Big Ben Mania to boy, it took wild in Pittsburgh. It was nuts. Like that was there are people that have, you know, there are people that have never that didn't live through through that. Like I know I've had people comment to me on Twitter and say, Oh, Jeff, I I my, my son listens to you. He's a middle schooler. He wasn't alive for the early Ben years, you know, and those it was crazy. It was crazy. Mule Skinner says Jeff wants Ben to play in his 90. Yeah, I do. Hell yeah, I do. He's my favorite player. Like, come on, give me a break. Come on. Yeah, I love Ben Roethlisberger. Always have. Doesn't mean he's perfect, but I always have. All right, uh, Brian, anything to add to this uh, in terms of why people should stay invested with the uh, team beyond even if things keep going the way they are? Actually, yeah, I'm going to forget about final thoughts. I'm going to say it now. You say it now. You're a Steeler fan and you crave this team. This team got shellacked last week, 41 to 10. And we had close to 500 just on the live uh, on the live broadcast on YouTube. Everybody is tuning in the very next day. And I'm not trying to get into numbers and bragging, but the very next day on Monday, after that loss, we had the greatest day in the history of our podcast platform with downloads. And people want to tune in and they want to find out. And that means that it's happening everywhere. If you're not checking on BTSC, you're checking in on the Steelers somewhere if you love this team. So the reason to continue to watch this team, sure, yeah, you can go into hibernation and say, wake me up when uh, in 2022. You can, do, you can do that. But this is a team that we have not seen go through that long stretch, that dormant decade. A lot of people like to talk about the 80s as being a bad decade. I mean, gosh, they were in an AFC championship game. They went far in a playoff game that year. That was a terrible decade for us because we're used to greatness. And why are we struggling right now watching this team? Because 
we're used to not seeing them go three, four, five years in a row without going to the playoffs. We're used to seeing a contender on this team. And this team is going to fix themselves. Is it going to be in 2021? Maybe, maybe not. A lot of you might say, definitely not. And I'm cool with that. But the thing about this is if you love this team, you're going to watch them grow. Just like we did back in 2003, when that was a disastrous 5-11 and season, I believe. And it sowed the seeds for number seven which Jeff Hartman just talked about. So, you know, when you love this team, you love the warts and all. When when your kids get in D's in school, you still love them. You might not be, you know, buying them a couple Xboxes, but you're still going to support him in everything he does, and you're going to watch him get things together or her get things together. It's just like that. So this is the thing about this team. You could be frustrated with them all you want, but you're never going to stop loving them because this team's like family to you. I don't see any one of you, even the most pessimistic fans going away from this team because you could turn it off for a week and say, I'm done with them, but you're checking the score or you're checking BTSC to see what happened. And then you're the next week. You're like, all right, I, I'm, I'm going to come back and see what's going on. So when you love a team like this, you could be so disappointed but you can't go away and you won't. What kind of fan jumps ship anyways? Like, hold on. on. Give me a break. You're kind of going into something that I had, but we might need to save it for the second half though. Let's save it for the second half. And I want to bring up steel dog 88 real quick. Give us two bucks. Thank you very much for the tip. He said, Ben Roethlisberger is what made me a Steeler fan. You are not alone in that regard for this younger generation. So we're going to take a quick break. If you're watching live on YouTube or Facebook, don't go anywhere because we aren't going anywhere. If you're listening on our podcast platform, head on over to part two. Dave's going to give his answer to the question about Big Ben and the legacy. And then we're also going to be talking about some of his comments he made, trivia, predictions, and everything else. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.